Welcome to the All-in-One Podcast for Middle School Language Arts Teachers. I'm Linda, and I've been a teacher for over 30 years. I can help you with tips, tricks, and motivation that will simplify your planning, streamline your teaching, and enjoy more free time. Well, hey there, it's Linda. I hope all is going well in your world. If you are back to school, I hope that it's off to a smooth start. I'm so excited to continue with our mini series on reading workshop. Maybe it's your first job or maybe you are a veteran teacher who has been told to teach with this model. Either way, you are in the right place. I'm hopeful that through my experience, this podcast series will help guide and inspire you to either get started with the reading workshop model of teaching or to hone your skills further. The first in this podcast series focused on why you should consider a reading workshop model of teaching. In the second, we started talking about the first steps in getting started. In the third, we talked about many lessons, and in the fourth, we talked about exactly how it will look and how it will run in your classroom. So if you haven't listened to those three yet, you might want to start there. I also want to mention that there are many people who hear the term reading workshop and they see it as something that is too vague or only for students who are at grade level with their reading. Please know that I have used Units of Study by Lucy Calkins, but I modified them completely to be more skills-based and practical. So I hear you, but please know that what I'm going to be speaking about is something that can be used for all levels of kids. Before we dive in, I want to make sure that you know I will be mentioning a few valuable freebies. In particular, there is a free starting book club's mini lesson that includes a reading plan, so you don't want to miss it. I really want to encourage you to sign up for my email list because as I create freebies or have a sale or post a new product that I might put on a deep discount for the first couple of days, you'll be the first to know. Okay, so my email opt-in and all of the freebies will be linked for you in the show notes. So let's dive in. In this episode, we are going to talk about the unique way that kids work in reading workshop, and that is within a book club. You may have heard to them referred to as literacy circles. It just means that you have a small group of kids who are reading together. And there is a lot that goes into this, but once you are set and do it one time, You're going to watch your kids work seamlessly and interactively. And I mean it when I say this, it is the most enjoyable part of my job as a language arts teacher because I walk around and I talk to kids about their books. And, you know, I try to do that for free with adults, but I absolutely love this portion of it. And I'm sure that you will too. So today we're going to talk about what are book clubs, how to set up your book clubs, how to create a reading plan, discussion questions for book clubs, holding kids accountable in book clubs. Okay, so let's dive on in. So what are book clubs? Book clubs in middle school are a great way to organize your reading workshop. 
here are some main components. Um, book clubs put kids into groups for a reading unit. So for example, if you're starting with um, a character study and kids are reading fiction, that would be their first unit and they would be put into clubs. The purpose of a book club is to get kids into groups to read and discuss together. The amount of kids in your clubs is up to you. You can do a partnership with two group members or a group of three to five. In my opinion, and after many years of doing this, four kids is like the magic number at this grade level. Any more than that can be chaotic and result in members getting quote unquote lost in the shuffle. So kids usually read the same book in a book club, but that's not set in stone. You can have kids, uh, for example, in a historical fiction unit and have two kids reading one book and two kids reading another book, perhaps in the same time period. And so then those partnerships can kind of discuss together. So you can get very creative with that. The benefits of book clubs are huge. When done correctly, kids will be accountable to each other for their reading, be able to ask each other questions on complex plot lines, and have deep and meaningful conversations about their books. So really, what could be better? All right, so how do you set up these book clubs? You will obviously need access to a good class or school library so that kids can select their books. Setting up your library by genre will help with this. By the way, I have a whole podcast on setting up your library, and I, I truly pray that you have books that kids can select from, because if you don't, um, shame on your district, and you're not alone because I hear about it all the time. So it may require being more creative. Um, and if you have questions, again, just make sure that you comment. I would absolutely get back to you on that to see if I can help you problem solve. So what I do is I pick the partnerships. Um, like we already said, for each unit, kids get a new partner, and it's somebody I have selected. I always let my students know up front that this is non-negotiable, although if there is a social issue going on that a student might confide in me, I would of course honor that. Um, I usually pick my partnerships based loosely on ability. Um, usually I will pair a stronger reader with an overall student who may be, I hate to use the word, but maybe a weaker reader. Um, because they usually want to rise to the occasion. I definitely take things like social issues, personalities, and interest levels into account as well. And listen, there's no magic solution here. You have to do your best with what you have. Like we teachers are constantly having to do the best with what we have. Um, so you do, do want to give it a little bit of thought a little bit before the unit begins, okay? So once you know what unit you're in and you have your partners, select a few of their top choices of novels. Um, I have a library that has multiple copies of books in each genre. Our district was committed to that. I feel very lucky, although I don't know if I should even feel lucky. I feel like that should be normal, but that is how I do it. So I like to have the kids make their top three selections. 
Um, and of course, you can make suggestions and gently guide kids into what, um, if what they picked might be was way too hard for them, or you know that they're never going to have the stamina for a certain novel. Like there's one in particular, I'm thinking of a book called The Devil's Arithmetic. Awesome, awesome read, but definitely not for everybody. So, you know, use your expertise to try to guide that. For the most part, though, you want your kids excited to read, so you want them to be selecting their novels. Um, I then put my partnerships into groups. So now I have a group of four, and I do this based on book selection. So we, I really have to, you know, kind of play with this a lot. And, and it, it's I actually have kids write their selections down on index cards so I can manipulate it around and, and kind of get my head around it. And it all takes some time. So you wanna start this process about a week before your unit begins. Um, I usually pull out a bunch of the books. I give them time to just kind of look at them and hold them and look at the, the description on the back. I also have an online library that I, I'm, I've actually assigned it as homework to come up with your three books that you want. However you do it, please do try to give your kids some selection, okay? All right, so once they have their book and their group, they should create a reading plan together. Please note, like I said, I have a free mini lesson on starting book clubs and it includes the reading plans so you don't have to do that work and you will have it at your fingertips. I always have them put the plan into their reader's notebook, like they fill it out together and they tape it right in there. And I'm gonna get more into reader's notebooks in a different podcast. But for now, just know that I do use a composition book as a reader's notebook. So I, when I come up with that, and you'll see if you download my lesson, I, I come up with reading goals, which are basically the due dates for each set of reading. I usually have about five. Um, this simply means they divide their book into five sections and write down what chapters or pages that they want to read. I give them the due dates for each of the goals. So it might say like uh, by October 15th, reading goal one is done. And they would know then with their group, they all have to read to that first reading goal. I also assign entries for each goal. This is an assignment that goes into their reading notebook. Whether you do it digitally or physically, that's up to you. Um, I almost always ask kids for text evidence to go along with it. And it depends on the genre and the goal of the unit. So for example, at the beginning of a book on historical fiction, they might want to do an entry based on the setting because the setting is so wildly important in a historical fiction unit. This is really important because I design specific discussion questions as they read to each goal, which is what I'm about to talk about. So let's talk about discussion questions for book clubs. Okay, as stated, at the end of each reading goal, kids will meet in their groups for a discussion day. The first thing I have kids do is get into their groups, 
and see if they have any questions on the plot. So they might just, you know, and we want them talking genuinely here, like saying things like, oh my God, I cannot believe that happened. Did you, what did you think when so-and-so did this? Because we really want, I tell kids, I want them to gossip about their characters in their book. It should be, you know, something kind of juicy that they want to talk with, um, with their classmates about. And then next day, you're going to discuss using questions that I have prescribed, or <laughs> it's very fancy, that I've written. It's so important that you provide meaningful questions to get kids talking. You cannot tell them to simply meet and discuss. I will tell you, I, <laughs> I was trying to help a younger teacher along her way with working on something like this, and the discussion day was them meeting and discussing and it was like a zoo in the classroom. So they really do need to have specific questions. So let me give you an example of my, I give them usually about five questions for each discussion round and they're very open-ended and you wanna make them very engaging that will kind of like, some of them might be less, you know, discussion, big discussion oriented, but you want them to all talk about it. So they're all quote unquote on the same page. So here are some examples at the beginning of historical fiction unit. Who is the main character and what are two character traits of this character? Uh, what is the setting of the novel? How well do you relate to that setting? So, you know, you want to take maybe like a closed-ended question and kind of open it up for them as well. Um, what is the conflict of this time period and how does the character fit into the conflict? So meaning like, is the character an innocent bystander? Is the character a soldier? Is the character a leader? Um, is the main character facing personal conflicts? Describe. Have you ever encountered the same internal conflicts as this character? Okay, so these are just some examples that you want to have at the ready for your students. And you can do it in a bunch of different ways. I always have it linked into a slideshow. My units, as, as you probably know from my title, they're all in one. So they open the slideshow and they click discussion questions for goal one and that pops up and, and the teams kind of go from there. Okay, um, so if you if you are interested in any all-in-one products like that, I have a bunch of complete units on Teachers Pay Teachers. They will really save you a ton of time. I also sometimes create it as a Jamboard. If you don't know what a Google Jamboard is, you really should try it. It's very simple to use. Um, and this way kids can just jot a few notes on the discussion questions or perhaps write a few brief notes in their reader's notebook. I don't really want them writing a lot. I really want them focused on the discussion, but I have found sometimes it's very beneficial for kids to jot down something on maybe just a couple of those questions. Okay, so you're also in luck because I have five sets of free discussion questions, and I have a free Jamboard, and it's good for any fiction novel. So it is linked in the show notes, and you don't want to miss it because the way I set up my Jamboard is um, kids have a specific space to write in, so you don't have this kind of chaos that often ensues with Jamboards. If you've ever used a Jamboard in middle school, I know that you know exactly what I'm talking about. 
Okay, and this brings us to our last topic. How do you hold kids accountable in book clubs? And I promise you it's not as hard as you're thinking. I'll tell you, whenever I have discussions with new teachers about, you know, we're going to be doing reading workshop, we're going to be doing uh, book clubs, here's what they say to me. What if I can't read all the books in the library? Um, how will I actually know that the kids are reading? And what if one student in the group doesn't do their part? So here's the thing. Kids will need to be held accountable for their reading, period. So let's address these concerns. First, you do not need to read every book that is in your classroom library. It's not even possible to do that. Work full time, grade all this stuff, and have a moment to yourself. So don't even try to do it. It is not necessary. And to tell you the truth, it might not always be helpful. What I do is once kids have selected their books, is I create a little cheat sheet for myself. Um, I go to a website like Goodreads or Amazon, and I just copy and paste a description. So at least I know what they're reading, okay? This way I just have a little bit of knowledge. I will tell you that it can almost be an advantage to not know the entire plot. Since I truly don't know every plot detail, I am genuinely curious to know. And, you know, you're a teacher. Trust me, you will immediately know if a kid has read or not just by when you meet in conference with them. And we are going to have a podcast episode on conferencing with book clubs, but you will know, I promise you. <laughs> they get that blank stare and they don't know what to say. And it, you, you'll also know when they're just thinking as opposed to saying, oh my gosh, I have no idea of what she's talking about. All right, so if there's a student in the group who has not read the required pages by the time it is due, they miss discussion time. I try not to make a big deal of it. I try not to make it feel like it's a personal attack on me, like how could you not do my homework assignment? You know, there's a million things going on with these kids and we know that. So I just tell them, go find a spot to do the reading and then tonight your reading has to be done and you have to answer the discussion questions on a Google Doc or in your notebook and you have to turn it into me. And trust me, they hate that and that is a, a really good way to... Um, to get them to, to do their assigned reading. Um, if a student isn't doing their reading on a consistent basis though, I, I would first talk privately with that student. Maybe the book is just too difficult. Uh, maybe there's something going on with them at home. It, it may be that there's something that happened with somebody in their group and they're just kind of not able to discuss because they feel self-conscious. I mean, you, if you're a middle school teacher, you know how these things go. So it, it could be though that a student is just being irresponsible. So if that's the case, talk to them, let them know how important the reading is and that you this is your expectation and that you will need to contact their parent or guardian if it doesn't change within the next reading goal. Okay, so to summarize, we talked about what book clubs are, how to set them up, creating the reading plan, discussion questions, and holding kids accountable. Like I said, don't forget to grab those freebies in the show notes. 
I, before I let you go, I want to take a moment to cordially invite you to my Facebook group. It's really brand new. I don't have many members at all, um, but the teachers who joined are engaged and have great tips. I know a lot of them personally, and they are amazing teachers. Um, if you're new, you're going to find that this is a great place to get inspiration and ask your questions, and maybe you have an observation coming up and you want some feedback. Um, if you're a veteran teacher, you'll be surprised at some of the ideas you've never considered. So I hope that you will consider joining us in our new Facebook group. I hope this information was helpful. Be sure to check the links that I mentioned in the show notes. My email is available there as well in case you have questions or comments. You can also DM me on Instagram at all-in-one-middle-school. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you in the next episode.